Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August the 18th, 2021, and this is episode number 52. What have I got for you today? Well, I'm trying out some new things today. I'm actually streaming live onto YouTube, Facebook, and Float. So we're going to see how this goes. Uh, what I'm doing is trying out some new ways to engage with the audience, to to bring more people into the community. And for the engagement side of things, outside of going out and physically telling people, hey, check out the Constructive Liberty podcast, what better way than trying to do some live streaming? Because a lot of people seem to enjoy that. And you know, if you can get people engaging on the live streams, you get some of that back and forth. You can ask questions. You can chat with me. That's, that's super cool. And maybe some of the, we can bring some of you listeners on. You can join the live stream and, and then we can just have a chat, you know, talk about creating that lifestyle of freedom, which the Constructive Liberty podcast is all about. So what are we talking about today? Well, I want to start off with a quote of the day. And by the way, for those of you on the live stream, I know this won't work on Float. I don't know if anybody's watching on there. But on Facebook and YouTube, if you are watching, there's a link where you can click to enable StreamYard to see your profile so that when you comment, it will show up on my comment box. And then I can engage with you. I can see what's happening. I can see your comment. And uh, we can have a little back and forth there. But the comment quote that I have today, and I apologize for you people listening to the audio version of this. Yeah, anyway, and you people on the video, you'll get to see all of my uh, starts and stops when I mess with the audio interface over here because I'm recording on my computer a separate audio stream, separate from the live recording. Anyway, enough of that. Quote of the day is from James Baldwin. He was an American novelist from 1924 to 1987. And he said this, Freedom is not something that anybody can be given. Freedom is something that people take. And people are as free as they want to be. Think about that for a second. People are as free as they want to be. That's so true. When you look out and you just, when you go out in public, you see people living in fear, like massive fear. And it's understandable if you allow it, if you don't see what's happening. But when you see that the news is driving the fear, when you see that their purpose is to keep you in fear so that you'll comply, so that you'll buy the drugs, so that you'll wear the mask or whatever it is, so that you'll do whatever the thing is that they want you to do. They accomplish that through fear, through driving you to fear. Now, personal fears of mine are live streaming, going live on Facebook or YouTube or whatever it might be on float. I mean, truth is, nobody's watching. Nobody's listening anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. If, if people don't enjoy, don't like it, all you gotta do is exit it, right? Who's judging? I mean, I know there's people that judge. I judge things and, but I mean, you just move on. You just live life the way you want to live. Don't allow fear to control you. 
I have a message bigger than my fear, and that is to help other people get out of their fear. So if I'm trying to help other people get out of their fear, to overcome their fears, to live confidently, to to live life in a way that is fulfilling and makes them happy, to live a rewarding life, to create their own lifestyle of freedom, then how am I going to do that to help you guys overcome your fear if I'm afraid of going live? I mean, what? Like, hello? Anyway, moving on. I have some reports for you. I've got state of the businesses, because I've got multiple businesses. I've got the state of the homestead and my side jobs that I've got going on. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> it is a lot. We're going to start off with the state of the homestead. As with most homesteads, those of you who do gardening, who have animals, who have a small farm, homestead, farmstead, whatever it may be, you know that the biggest challenge is keeping things running, right? I mean, if it ain't broke, then it probably doesn't exist on your homestead. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. Things on the homestead break, and it seems like they all break at the same time. Whether that's a lawnmower, whether that's a mini excavator, or the only thing that hasn't broke so far is a tractor, and that's because it's a fairly new tractor. And um, we're paying dearly for it, so we're broke too. Anyway, seems like everything breaks, including my budget right now. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, another thing going on in the homestead is it goes from too wet to too dry and back to too wet again. It's it's like there's no happy medium. Except this this week has been decent. Today was started out nice and sunny. It looks like the clouds are rolling in now as I look out my window. And we might get some more rain today. I don't know. Um, it was calling a pretty high chance of rain every day this week. But we'll see what happens with that. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I'm going to go check the live stream over here on Facebook. It looks like it's going. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that's all good. So, yes, wet, dry, wet, dry, rain, sun. doesn't seem like uh, there's a happy medium. It's either drowning in water or things are parched dry. And the plants feel it. And... <sighs> Yeah, you you know the process. Anyway, what else have we got going on in the homestead? Well, we processed 40-something chickens a couple weeks back, which I think I mentioned that a few weeks ago. Uh, my wife and I did that ourselves. We did not have a workshop or anything like that to demonstrate the process of processing chickens. We do have some rabbits that need to be processed. They're probably two weeks past being due for processing, and we've got another litter of rabbits that'll be ready in six or eight weeks. They're just a couple weeks old right now. And um, it looks like I have one person listening. <laughs> if you want to comment, click on the link to enable StreamYard, and you can drop a comment, and I can see it over here on StreamYard. And we can, you can ask your questions, engage in the conversation that way. Um, I did have somebody who was interested in buying some rabbits for me. I need to contact them back because the rabbits that we have are silver fox, and they are some of the most beautiful rabbits you've ever seen. Like just 
absolutely gorgeous. They make great pelts. I don't know what people do with rabbit pelts anymore. I know years and years ago they used to be worth a lot. I don't know what people do with them anymore. I suppose some people maybe still tan tan them and make clothing out of them. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to go back and make sure I'm still recording over here. Um, we did get corn from the garden a few weeks back. We did ended up processing, I think, ended up with 35 quarts going in the freezer. And we've got one more round of corn coming on, which should be ready in about a week, if the coons don't get it. <laughs> we checked it yesterday, I believe, and looked like the coons had been finding some of the corn and we're starting in on it. So hopefully they don't get all of it before we get it. Uh, the watermelon, squash, and pumpkins are in full season. Uh, we ate our first watermelon the other day. <sighs> Talk about amazing. It's the, uh, the, the kind of watermelon that it was. It was a Georgia rattlesnake watermelon. And the interesting story about that watermelon is last year on March the 10th, this is 2020, yeah, last year, we had just ordered seeds for these Georgia water snake rattle, Georgia rattlesnake watermelon. And they had just come, we had just gotten them and we're on our way home. It was rainy, wet roads and everything. And we ended up spinning out, getting hit by a, uh, oil truck. Didn't die, obviously, or I wouldn't be here. And, we still have those seeds. We've saved those seeds now, and we're getting awesome watermelon from those. We got one the other day that was probably, it, I, it was every bit of 35 pounds. Hey, Rhonda, glad to see you made it on here. <laughs> got any questions? Yeah, I'm glad we didn't die as well. Um, but we're eating the watermelon that survived the wreck with us, so that's awesome. If you got any questions or anything, just engage. Feel free to comment, ask away. And it is dehydrator season. I, uh, you might hear it in the background. I should turn it off. Hopefully that doesn't affect my recording. I didn't even think about that earlier. That was actually the air conditioner that was going on in the background there. It is dehydrator season. We've got peppers and all kinds of stuff that need to go in the dehydrator. It's that time of year. You know how it goes. It's canning. It's freezing. It's dehydrating. It's processing and it's getting overrun with everything from the garden. And by the way, it's that time of year, too, where if you leave your car doors unlocked, you might end up with a bag of your neighbor's cucumbers on your seat. It's that time of year where everybody's giving away cucumbers. So you've probably overrun with them yourself. We've got pickles going on. We've got all kinds of stuff happening. So that, that's pretty exciting. It's fun to get food out of the garden and to... uh Kind of be somewhat self-sufficient is is really exciting. We've got grapes coming on. We'll probably be processing some grape juice here in a week or so. I, we won't get a lot of grapes because they're still fairly young, but we'll get, you know, at least a couple quarts. It'd be kind of cool out of our own little vineyard that we've got going on. And that's that for the state of the homestead. Now on to the state of the business. Well, what have we got going on? Okay, so I myself manage two businesses, and my wife manages her own cleaning business, and she does most of the homestead work. So we've kind of got four separate businesses going on, and trust me, I want to pull my hair half the time. It's often too much stress, too much going on. But one thing, some exciting things that are happening. I, I operate Empowering Forward Momentum. It's my coaching business where I 
coach and mentor teens to find their career direction. And as part of that, I also have started running masterminds, not just for teens, but also for my own benefit. And this morning was actually the launch of the first impactful masterminds. And it's me and a group of two other guys right now, currently. And we just get together, chat about what's going on in life, how we can um, generate or create more impact for other people, how we can impact our family's lives to, to, I guess, to create not only the life we want to live, but to help other people to live better, to, to do better, to be better. And I'm excited about where this can go. I want to grow that mastermind eventually to, you know, probably a group of 10 people. And maybe if more are interested, you know, start another group. I think 10 would probably be about the max you would want in one group of that. Another thing along with that coaching business, on August the 25th, I'm launching the Teen Catalyst program, which is what I talked about coaching teens to find their career direction. Super excited about that. If you know anybody, if you know any teens that are 16 to 18 year old range that are still trying to figure out their direction in life, like, what do I want to do? I don't want to go flip burgers. Maybe I'll just go to college and figure it out. Don't let them just go to college and figure it out. They need to know where they want to go before they get to that point. They need to know what they enjoy doing, how they like working, the types of work that they like to do, what career path and job within that career field and they need to have some experience before they just go jumping off the deep end into that massive college debt and they get saddled with it forever because you can never get out of college of student loans unless you pay it off and trust me it is super difficult to pay that off i don't know from personal experience but i have many friends who are in and have been in that situation that worked for 30 years just under that massive weight to try to pay it off it's not a not a good place to be. Um, I have reached out to a couple of schools about some speaking and workshop dates related to helping high school age kids work towards their career field, work towards knowing what it is they want to do and understanding how they work, how they relate to other people and how to use that to create a career that is not only makes them money, but fulfills them. and impacts the lives of other people. So that's that's pretty exciting for me. Um, what else do we have going on? That's it on the coaching business. Going to the construction side, I'm, I'm working to refocus my, or I should say focus my construction business. So I currently operate construction and handyman services. And much to my uh, chagrin, I guess, like the hair pulling stress that it causes me, I do way too much. The variety of services I perform is like everything. Like, what do you do? Everything. Can't do that and operate a uh, a smooth running business. So I'm working to really focus the direction of that. And I've got about four months of work lined up. And I've been turning away business because I want to hone in more on, I, I want to dial in the services that we provide. Things like, I want to build decks, I want to do some power washing and do service calls on storage units, on rental units, on rental houses and those types of things. And then uh, I plan to integrate 
the uh, the service calls and the handyman part, along with my wife's cleaning services, to to create a full service, a full spectrum Airbnb or rental house rental service maintenance deal. So she would do the cleaning. I would come in once a month and just do an inspection and make sure everything's working right, fix what needs to be fixed. We could even offer cutting grass along with that. It would kind of be a full service vacation rental maintenance, whatever you want to call it, deal. So that's what I'm working towards with that. The current workload, like I said, is <coughs> hair pulling levels, trying to get out of that. It's not a lot of fun. Side jobs I've got going on. I'm still in the process of getting the camper where it needs to be. I've got, we live in a camper, but we also have another camper that we've got parked over on another piece of the property that we are planning to rent out for hip camp. So I'm still trying to get that where it needs to be. I've still got flooring to do and to get the uh, the power hooked up how it needs to be. Currently, it runs off of a really long extension cord, and that's not the way things need to be. I've got the wire run. I just got to get it hooked up and wired in. So like maybe within the next week or two, I can get that going. Get that listed. If you're interested, I'll drop the link in, in the show notes whenever it's ready That'll be in, in the notes here, and, and you can go book that. Um, we're also building a house. So that's another reason why I mentioned earlier that everything is broke, including me, because of all the other things that are broke, but also because we're building a house. And that just takes a lot of money. And uh, yeah, it, that's also probably another stressful thing because it needs to be... I guess, tightened up. I've got the roof. We did manage to get the roof on it. I'm looking out over there. It looks like serious rain rolling in when I look out the window. I've got the roof on it and I still need to get it to where I can get the windows in and get the doors on so that no rain can blow in. But it's at least not going to just rain directly in the top of it. It'll have to blow in the side. So the roof being on it helps a lot. Uh, What else do we have going on? I've got two vehicles I need to sell. And I just got a call just before I started this podcast that my trailblazer, the uh, the head needs to be replaced. And I think the trailblazer probably with a good engine might be worth $2,000 to $2,500. And the work that it needs done on it, he said it'll cost about $3,500. So that needs to just be scrapped. Got to quit paying insurance on something that is a piece of junk. I've got a van that also needs work that needs to sell. And Rhonda, you said that's brilliant. I'm not sure what's brilliant, but I missed that one earlier. So luckily, I was able recently to find my wife a car that she can drive, something that's reliable. And now I can sell the other two junky vehicles that were backup backups to each other. Not a good place to be. It's never fun. So moving on to the Liberty Minute, going back to the quote at the start of the episode, freedom is not something that anybody can be given. Freedom is something that people take, and people are as free as they want to be. People are as free as they want to be. How free do you want to be? Most people are enslaved by their own mind because they watch the news, they read the news, they are driven by the fear that is put out there by the news cycle, by events that are happening in the world. And you create a prison in your own mind when when you allow those things to cause you that fear, causes you stress and anxiety. 
you've got to, if you find yourself in that place, ah, doing stuff together with the rentals, cleaning a handyman. Yes, that is brilliant. Actually, my chiropractor gave us that idea. We had kind of been rolling something like that around and he helped us further cement that idea. So yes, that that was very brilliant. We just have to get that going. I'm hoping by next spring, it'll be in full swing. Um, but you've got to eliminate the things in your life that are causing the stress and anxiety. Like you don't have to read and watch the news. The stuff that's going on in Afghanistan, while is kind of important, it doesn't affect your life directly. Something that's going to affect your life directly, you'll hear about it without staying glued to the news. That just drives you deeper and deeper into fear and depression and needing those meds that they constantly push. And you don't want that. You've got to decide how and where you want to live. Decide the the type of life you want to live, but understand the constraints that are around that. Governments always put constraints on things. They never enable things. They only disable things. So you have to understand that as you go about building the life you want to live, as you construct a life of liberty, know what the constraints are, and then work your way around those things, either within that or figure out how to bypass it. And it can be done. Trust me, I'm working on it. (laughs) You've got to uh, walk to freedom, I guess. Now, some people take that quite literally. They go, they're moving to different states. If you look at the uh, the mass exodus from California, from New York, going to places like Florida and Texas, people are literally walking to freedom. But you don't have to necessarily move physically if you fly under the radar. And there's many different ways to do that. And different locations will obviously be more conducive to doing that to different degrees, if that makes any sense. Another key in creating a lifestyle of freedom is a community that you build around yourself. And I want to tell a little story. Uh, my wife followed a uh, an Instagram influencer for a couple of years. She was a life coach and lived a travel lifestyle. Her and her boyfriend did. Well, they they traveled for about a year, year and a half, just all over the world. And Ended up coming back home. He was from Canada. She was from, I think, California. And after they got back, a couple months later, she ended up committing suicide. And I believe it was because she didn't have the strong community around her. She hadn't built the kind of relationships that could build her up and support her when she was in need. Now, (laughs) I'm not one to, to... place a high importance on relationships, or I I don't put the effort that I need to into those relationships. I often would as soon go off alone and be by myself with my own thoughts as be around a lot of other people. But I realize that relationships are super important to life. They're super important to living the life that we want to live because they enable us to, to do things. They support us, they support us in building strong habits and in, uh, you know, even if they're there just for the mental, emotional, and moral support, just to encourage you when you need it. Community is so key in that. And that comes, community comes from building those strong relationships. And that's something that I need to put more work into myself. Anyway, that is all I've got for today. Um, no call to action for you. So, 
If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or Float, share the, like the video, share it with a friend, subscribe to the channel, and uh, I'll see you back next week. And until then, do good work.